Greetings, friends. Welcome to the Pin Tool Podcast. My name is Al Wayman, owner of Creek Road Pottery in Laceyville, Pennsylvania, next to the cold Tuscarora Creek. Pull up your chair around the wheels. We discuss topics concerning the art and craft of pottery, good books, storytelling, marketing, and creating work that matters for folks who care. Greetings, friends. Welcome to the Pin Tool Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 12. Man, the year kind of flew by, and um, I think 12 episodes is pretty decent. And it's far better than all those who just thought of starting something and never did. Um, Yeah. So thank you, the listener, for tuning in. And a few of you have said, hey, we enjoy your podcast, so I make these for you. And I don't get paid a dime to do this. And uh, I just appreciate everybody who listens, and I would still do this even if only one person listened because I make this podcast for people who care, right? If you don't care, then you would be listening to something else. So it's been fairly cold here, and uh, it warmed up a little bit. We got some sleet and rain and a little bit of snow, but the weather... um, has been going colder nights and the Tuscarora Creek is really cold and I got a load of wood and I have the Mama Bear Fisher cast iron stove uh, going pretty good right now and I'm sitting in front of it and I have the kiln running outside with a load of custom shave bowls um, that are due for a wholesale order. Um, These I I tried to get in before Christmas, but just didn't happen. And um, so I'm going to be sending those out between Christmas and New Year's. And hopefully I can get everything glazed. I had some orders come in fairly late. And the reason why I took them uh, was because they were people that I knew. And when we go to have our discussion around the treadle wheel, we're going to be talking about um, how to deal with um, holiday custom orders. A lot of people will not take custom orders because they believe they're a big headache But I think if it's handled properly, custom orders can help you out in a few ways. And we'll talk about that once we move on to the treadle wheel. Until then, um, I'm going to give some updates. It's been pretty busy here at the Pottery uh, since the Christmas show in November. I got a lot of of end-of-the-year orders, and some of those orders... I needed to call and have delayed a little bit later because I didn't want folks getting their hopes up that I would have it done for Christmas. And all of them, all of them said, hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay if we get it after Christmas. So that was a good thing. 
and the ones that came in sooner. Um, I got a kiln load out today, and I was able to deliver some of those. Uh, some of those orders came in through the gallery, so I had to take work to the gallery, and um, they can do a pickup there, the customer. And also some friends at the gallery, they, they bought a few things. And also some family items and some friends bought a few things. So they came and picked those up. So it was kind of nice um, just getting out and seeing everybody making those deliveries. Like Santa Claus. Around this time of year, it's always a busy time for a lot of people. And it can be pretty stressful. And uh, I was feeling the stress, especially when the uh, custom orders for the wholesale shapels came in. Uh, it was a total of 70 bowls. And um, I make a lot of pots here, so 70 bowls isn't a problem. But <laughs> 70 bowls in that short amount of time um, was a problem. So uh, I had to this one shop I had to design a bowl and then send them a sample and get it okayed and then they come back and then we um, I made up the bowls and got them drying you know as quickly as I could between between work at the paper factory and all because I, I do work full-time and I try to run the pottery so the pottery it used to be a hobby now blew up into a part-time job which is okay because uh, you have to learn to love what you do. And if you only did what you loved, uh, I would be probably eating lasagna all day, right? And pizza. That, that's all I love to do. So sometimes you have to do some things that you may not enjoy entirely. And at times you come to enjoy your sufferings because it's all part of your story, right? It's the story that you're creating. And um, part of the struggle in the community and the idea that you're creating around your business. So it's all part of it. So I was able to get those dried out thanks to the Mama Bear Fisher wood stove. And they dried out almost overnight. So those are now loaded in the kiln. And they'll be coming out tomorrow. Then I'll glaze for two days uh, after work. And then run them through a glaze firing um, Christmas Eve. And the pots will be coming out Christmas morning. So I have also custom orders that are not wholesale. That I need to still run through Christmas Eve on Saturday. And um, I need to send them out. I have a large order going to Alaska and a few other places. So um, I'm hoping to get those through. So I ended up buying a few really good books on business. And one of those titles, and I'll, and I'll put it in the, in the show notes, it's um, called Sell or Be Sold. And so I need to read that book. Also, I went to the library and just like in old-timey fashion, 
I signed out three books that were old-timey books and that were quite good on, on pottery. So I was able to go through those and get some great ideas uh, that have been around for a while. And I'm thinking about implementing some of those ideas, uh, handling and things like that, into my own work to see how folks enjoy that. One of the things I also uh, am thinking about doing is coming up with uh, a new glazed palette because the colors I've been running, um, I've been running for the last five years and everyone almost has one. So <laughs> I like to keep the collectors collecting, right? If you have a business. So um, I really want to get some new colors in and some new forms in and maybe try some new things to show the community uh, that I built and um, the buyers. And it'll be something for them to get excited about. I'm also thinking about doing a Valentine vase run. I did that three years ago, and it was a blast. We had a lot of fun with it. I did sonnet vases where I attached Shakespearean sonnets to the necks of these vases. And I told the ladies that I would sell them the vase if their boyfriends and husbands and partners got them the flowers. And that was the deal. So we had a lot of fun with that. I made a series of 15 or 20, I think. And um, it was it was really nice because it was a very nice grouping of, of vases. And um, so they went out for Valentine's Day and people... People loved them. So I, I may try that again if I can find a purple glaze. Now, I'm on the search for a good purple glaze. Um, back at the pottery, uh, we ran Emily's Purple. But um, I need to come up with a, with a glaze that will work with my base that I already have. So I may work with um, some oxides like cobalt and some other things, uh, tin, uh, to get a purple that'll work with the base that I'm already running so that I can do my big show that I've always dreamed about doing, a purple rain show in the spring. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have Prince playing and the whole thing. It's going to be fun. And um, I've talked to a few people about it. Because I didn't want to make a bunch of purple pots and be stuck with them all, right? So I had to get the community on board. So um, I think I have enough peeps on board <laughs> to where I could get rid of those pots. So that'll be nice. And um, I want to do um, this year coming up a lot more baking dishes. So I'm just finishing up at the end of the year here. And... Um, Having a really nice time. I did not get my tree up yet. Just been busy with pots. Um, I really love Christmas, and I really need to do the tree, I think. I have one up in the in the pottery shed that I put up for the Christmas show, but I don't have one in the house. Um, my family was always big on Christmas. We always had a tree. My grandfather had a tree. I remember one year, he put it up too early, and it was a hemlock that he cut down from down by the creek. And he brought it up and he put it on his porch. And it was like the day after Thanksgiving. They always put their tree up a little late. And then they would leave it up 
for Russian Orthodox Christmas. Now, none of my family members were Russian Orthodox, but they thought that they should celebrate Christmas Russian Orthodox style. So they would leave the tree up. And um, Grandpa, he put the tree on the porch where the stove was because he had the stove on the porch and it would be blown into the house, the heat would, by a fan. And that hemlock dried right out, friends. And all the needles <laughs> fell off it <laughs> by Christmas. So I was over there one time. I see Grandpa. He's taking all the decorations off. And he says, Elfie, we need to run down by the creek and get another tree. Because all the needles were on the floor. So we ran down by the creek. And Grandpa had this handsaw. And he cut down a tree, and we drug it up and put it back on the porch, and uh, we decorated it all by the time Grandma got home. So it was, it was pretty nice. Uh, Grandpa liked to do things, and he didn't like to bother Grandma with it. Um, he loved the paint. And one time he thought that the bathtub looked a bit rough, so he ended up painting the bathtub while Grandma was working. Grandma would take anything, like she would come home, she worked at a lingerie factory, she would come home and she'd just look and smile and shake her head and say, is, is that nice, do you think? She'd say, oh yeah, that's nice. Grandma always agreed with Grandpa. Maybe it was just easier. <laughs> so at any rate, that's what's been going on here. Um, I'm just finishing up orders, getting the last of the Christmas stuff done. And then I'll be making plans for the new year and starting work for the spring shows, which are right around the corner already. And I'm kind of glad I'm, I'm busy at this time of year because the days are shorter. It gets dark at 4 o'clock. And um, some people are hit with seasonal depression if they don't keep busy because of the, the early darkness. But... The light always gets us through the darkness right. So we need to keep making plans, keep moving forward on new stories, new projects, and new adventures. All right, so we're going to go down to the studio, and we're going to gather around the wheel, and we're going to talk about holiday custom orders and some things that you can do to make creating work easier for you around the holidays. So I'll meet you down there. Greetings, friends. Pull up a chair around the wheel and uh, get comfortable. Man, it's cold out. But um, we're going to get on the old treadle wheel here, and we're going to throw some shave bowls today. These are one and a quarter pounds, and uh, the shavers love these things. So I, I'll throw a few coming down with a cold so if you hear me hacking uh, that's what it is right but we're talking about how to make it easier to take custom orders during the holidays and a lot of times you'll have people ask you to make them things many times makers they shy away from this type of thing but I think you should do it because it gets you out of your comfort zone and it may get you to try or do some things that you don't normally do and we're going to talk about that so 
Well, the first thing that you can do to make it easier on yourself is to take orders from folks that you know, right? Because no need to sell work to everybody. We're selling work to the least viable audience. So that means only to the people who care. So a lot of times when you put custom orders open for custom orders on platforms like Etsy, anybody can come by and put in a custom order. And that anybody is anybody. And that person may not care as much as somebody that you knew or somebody from your making community or buyers from your making community that you know. So a lot of times, <clears throat> the bigger platforms, um, you, you end up having a, a miserable time dealing with customer interactions uh, because you get people who care, but also a few grumpies uh, slide in there. And maybe they're looking for a deal or they have different expectations than what you're able to give them. And things don't work out and it just ends up being a bad time. So taking orders from people from your community, from your making community, and from your customer base who you know uh, helps out quite a bit because they will know your process, they will know what you're, you're going through, and they will know um, how the work is created. Also, I would say prep people for disaster. So a lot of times makers will not show disasters. They only show finished work. And I always prep my customers for disaster, even for the shows. I say, hey, you know, these pots are going to be made up. I don't know if I'm going to get a single one of them out. So every time the kiln opens, you want it to be a miracle. And you want them to take part in that process and to understand that process that may or may not work. And they're more open to give you another chance if you do get a bottom cracker or a name a nameplate pops off or whatever it is. Or a handle cracky. Um, so that will help you to deal with customer interaction uh, if you need a second chance. People who don't care and just anybody, they will be so upset you will ruin their Christmas because you got a bottom cracker, right? And you had to do it over because they don't care as much and they don't understand. So take orders from folks you know and people who care. Another thing that you can do is take orders for the things that you do quite a bit a lot of the time. So if somebody wants their name on a mug, you make mugs all the time and you're really good at it, you can pop off handles like nothing, then sure, um, take custom orders for mugs. Pie plate stands or, or cake stands? Maybe not, you're, unless you make them all the time. Like if that's not your specialty, um, but like I say, it gets you out of your comfort zone if you want to try it, but just be upfront with the customer and prep them for disaster. You know, because you're putting pieces together and things slump. It's just going to be insane. Take orders for the things that you make. Um, this is a controversial one. Take orders, but put no time limit on it. 
So say to the person, hey, you know, I'm really backed up. I have no idea when I'll get this done, but I'll try really hard to sneak it in. So no time limit. And that can be a big help because you can end up concentrating on it when you have more time. Uh, a negative thing of this is you can forget it, but also um, there's no hurrying. And there's a difference between hurrying and rushing. When you're rushing out orders, rushing means you're taking shortcuts and you're going to screw it up, right? Rushing means you rush the kiln load, all the pots blew up and they're in shards at the bottom of the kiln. Hurrying does not mean that. Hurrying means doing everything correctly with the correct process just a little bit quicker than you normally would. So by all means, if you are in a crunch for time, do not rush, but just hurry, right? So take orders, but no time limit. Number four. We already talked about it earlier, prepping customers for disaster. Um, when they take an order, or when, when they give an order and you take it, and you agree to do it, as I said before, always, always, always say, hey, this may not work out. Because it may not. Even if you're a potter, and you put out work like nothing, and all your pots come out pristine, and you have zero pots in your cry pile first of all if you have zero pots in your cry pile it means you're not trying hard enough you're not exploring new things you should always have a big cry pile and you should always show your customers your big cry pile because it'll prep them for disaster show them the pots that get cracked show them the pots that blew up show them the glazes that didn't turn out uh, there's been plenty of times when I had cry parties on my Facebook page where you know you say goodbye to the little pot and everybody puts the little cry faces um, because it, it educates the customer <clears throat> on just how fragile the process is and uh, it educates them on uh, the process in general on the steps that need to be done correctly and if any one of those steps are messed up in some way, uh, you could have a bad time unless you get lucky, right? Now, fifth one. And you all are going to think that I am totally off my rocker for this one. And you only do this from folks you know, right? Take no payment up front. So I know that you're all thinking right now I lost my mind, right? But for no exchange for money, you don't ever owe them anything and you don't need to be stressed out about them getting something on time. You can be a little bit and they can make demands, but they can't make unreasonable demands because no money was exchanged. Nobody owes anything until this shows up or they come for the pickup and they look at it and they say, hey, this is really nice. So what do you do with people who may back out of custom orders? Um, since I take no money up front and if their name is not on it, I can sell it off to other customers. 
So if somebody put in an order for a, a serving dish or a centerpiece bowl and they said, hey, I had to buy my kids soccer shoes this week. I'm just not going to have the money. Or they ghosted me and were like, oh, hey. But if you're taking, I just want to stop here and say, if you're taking custom orders from folks you know, this won't happen very often. But I always want to leave room for people to back out of custom orders for the reason of empathy. Because I know that things can happen. And I know that things come up, maybe medical bills or a wide range of things that can just happen. Car accidents, whatnot, that can change the financial burdens of people to where maybe they had money to buy the handmade, but now they don't, right? And to force them to buy it, in my book, it would just be not showing very good empathy to the to the customer or to the community because this is somebody that you know so i always say <clears throat> hey when i get it done i will show you i'll send you an image and then you can let me know if you still want it if not i got three other people that'll take these so if they say oh hey i thought i was going to do it but i'm not able to at this time I just post it to Facebook or social media or Instagram and say, hey, you know, this is what I got left. Somebody wasn't able to take this. Do any of you out there want this? And usually those types of things sell really fast. So you're not, you're not hanging on to anything for very long, for sure. So those are just some things that you can do around custom orders to make things easier on yourself. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you have a wonderful holiday season. Best wishes for the New Year's. Uh, Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. And be well, friends, and take care of yourselves and each other, and have a great day.